0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn.
1: Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International, that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today, we've got just a beautiful program for you. I can't wait for you to meet our guests and hear their stories. And it's a program about something that um, I know a lot of us don't think about a whole lot. And that is, what about the people who are incarcerated? What are the challenges that they're facing? And particularly, as they're about ready to be released uh, into society again. And, uh, you know, maybe we've seen the movie Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> A lot of us have. Maybe that's the extent of how much we've ever thought about this. But I know I was amazed to learn from our two wonderful guests what God has been doing in our prisons with people like our guest today that he's been using. Um, And and we're going to be focusing in on a program called Kindway that our guests are involved in, which restores hope. It's restoring hope for the incarcerated and really helping them to have the tools and, and the confidence they need to step out of prison and back into society. And we talked a little bit before our program program about the the theme of our program of course is the family sanctuary And what about coming back into their families? Often those families are totally broken uh, they can't come back into the family and and God's people sometimes have to be that family for them at least a bridge, You know, back into their families. So we're going to be talking about these wonderful um, themes, the stories of hope, the the powerful things that are happening, because people like our guests are stepping forward and pouring out themselves (laughs) to a partner with people who have been incarcerated, and particularly women we're going to focus on in our program today. So our guests, and I want to introduce them, and then we'll quickly get into what they are doing and what God is doing, I should say, through them. First of all, Maggie Beatler. Welcome, Maggie.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: And uh, when I first met Maggie over Zoom, she just is such a beautiful lady um i was i was just kind of shocked to find out that uh, What she brings to this work in prison is phenomenal, what God has done through her. She's the former deputy warden of the Ohio Reformatory for Women and the warden at Marion Correctional Institute. So I, I mean, why was I surprised that a, a warden, a former warden, would be for 10 years totally devoted to a program that uh, brings and restores hope for the incarcerated? It's just such a beautiful story. And our second Guest uh, who works alongside Maggie uh, in this program, Kind Way, is Shirley France. Welcome, Shirley. Thank you. And Shirley has already done a, a program for us, also, which is in our archives—a uh, program on her story, which um, is is uh, illustrated in her book, or I should say, told so beautifully in her book, "Soul Provider: The Story of God's Abiding Presence." So you can find Shirley's story and the story of her daughter in our archives. So Shirley and Maggie, welcome to our program.
0: Thank you. Yes. Thank you very
1: much. And they are both members of Our Lady of Lourdes Parish in Marysville and uh, also very active in their parish. So what faith-filled, absolutely beautiful women. I wish you could see their faces. You can just see <laughs> the Holy Spirit and, and God's love radiating from their smiles. And I know what a welcome that is to those who are incarcerated. Well, I want quickly uh, to, you, to for you to give a little bit of a summary of what the, your program does. What does Kind Way do in the prison? I know you start in the prison for about a year working with people who will be released, women who will be released. So tell us a little bit about what the Kind Way program looks like in the, pres- in the prison for that year, and then we really want to focus most of our program on the stories of how powerful it really is in the lives of these women, and then in your own lives, just working with them. What has God done? <laughs> right. So Maggie, would you start and just tell us a little bit about what Kind Way does for
2: a year with these right. women? Well, Kindway is a is really a ministry that's very important to, to both Shirley and I. And we both came to it in a really kind of an unlikely way. <laughs> um, I served for 30 years um, at the Department of Corrections. And so as I retired, I knew that this was the spot that God had called me to give back. Mm-hmm. And so it has been a great adventure because I've been able to really serve the men and women um that were some of them are still there mm-hmm. that i left some 40 years ago mm, so um so we go into really a commitment to these men and women about if they are 12 to 15 months from a release date or a parole board date and we do an, an interview, and they have to commit to this program to say that they'll do the work, because they're, there's a lot of homework. And so we interview them, and they are committing to come coming when they're released to Central Ohio. And so we are able to select people. Um, right now, we're at the Ohio Reformatory for Women and at the Marion Correctional Institution, and soon to be at the Pickaway Correctional Institution. So, um, so we... Really, see the biggest trans really transformation in men and women when they develop relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, our program is just that is ushering in to them um, what Christ looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, we offer a curriculum for them that is evidence based curriculum. Um, and it's there are two segments of the curriculum that is getting it right, which is really just um, telling them and teaching them how to get away from criminal thinking. Hmm. And it's so important because sometimes they don't realize that their whole life has been focused on criminal thinking or what that looks like. And so um, that's a big component of that. And the second is celebrate recovery. Um, we all know that so many of our incarcerated people suffer from some type of addiction. Mm. And so it's important. Celebrate Recovery is a 12-step uh, recovery program that is Christ-centered. And so where AA is, is very prevalent in, in recovery um, segments, we do a Celebrate Recovery, which is really Christ-centered Instead of a higher power,
1: and that was that was a revelation to me. I, I shouldn't have been, but I know about AA, of course, and Al Anon, and uh, they're kind of a household word. But I didn't realize there really was a Christ-centered twelve-step program. Celebrate recovery, and I'm so, that that's that's really hopeful <laughs> right. for
2: so many people. I'm sure
1: that's right. that's
2: beautiful. I think one of the things that we learned that it's so important. To for us to bring the body of Christ into the body of Christ in prison, because mm-hmm. there's a large body of Christ in prison, mm-hmm. and and able to do to be able to do that, we have to bring just a fleet of volunteers in, and that kind of describes the third arm mm. of the Kindway program that has to do with navigators. Mm. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Before we get into the navigators, and I know that's a key part of the program, um, I, I will be mentioning this again, but you mentioned needing volunteers. So let's put the, the website out there, kindway.org. That's correct. And it's an excellent website. And I know that people can uh, email you through that website and volunteer and, and donate resources. And we're going to be talking about some other ways that you raise funds for this beautiful ministry, uh, one of which is Kind Wear. We'll put that little mystery out there what is there? That's we'll right. hear about that at the end. <laughs> Stay tuned. But um, so the navigators are a key part of this program. And this is where you use the key volunteers, correct? That's okay. correct. So Shirley, are you going to tell sure, us about the navigators? I'd
0: be glad to. i am glad to. While, uh, while the uh, women and men are still incarcerated, they are introduced to volunteers who have committed to be their mentors. And they get to actually build a relationship with a mentor that connects with them in a particular way. And so they get to know them, they get to build this relationship. And so that when they get out, these become their guide, these Mm -hmm. become their source of a lot of different things. We do a lot of things through the organization, like help them get their driver's license, help them start banking, Mm -hmm. help them get uh, jobs that are uh, that can provide a living not just minimum wage jobs but jobs that maybe have a career opportunity for them for their future we help them get connected to a faith community mm-hmm. we help them get to the doctor's appointments I mean all these little things that are bus transportation they don't have driver's license and and uh, Maggie and I have been very very blessed to uh, be connected to not only the incarcerated women but the volunteers as well it's a real faith community and, um, it's just amazing to me how we see the navigators bloom as much as we see sure. the incarcerated men and women bloom. And so their role is really important. And we, it, what's really different about this particular kind way ministry is that we, we get to know them for that one year while they are incarcerated, but we also support them for a year or however long they need once they are out. Mm-hmm. Because they typically, as you said, Peggy, may have no one. Sure. And when we go through the program of getting it right, they recognize that maybe their biological family is not the influence we want them to have to make away from that criminal thinking into healthy thinking mm-hmm. and to move into their independence that's going to last. And so I think. So the body of Christ.
2: Can be that uh, they're, family. They're that human family <laughs> safety net that yeah. that they maybe have lacked all their lives. Sure, and so they see in the body of Christ, they see that family. Sure, and so you make sure they're welcomed into a,
1: a, a church, uh, church body. Well, tell us some of the stories about. And possibly about some of the prisoners, but also some of the navigators, because, of course, as you as I know, too, by being involved in the pro-life movement, those of us who walk side by side with pregnant women, who women who have had abortions and need healing, some of the women with addiction problems. And and uh, as you mentioned, who are in our maternity homes, it's it's as much life changing for those of us who walk with them the navigators we don't use that term but <laughs> mm-hmm. we're also navigators so I, I i know that you have some powerful stories yeah
2: surely oh
0: you want me to start okay. well that's all
2: right well let's start with maggie
1: okay
0: Maggie. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> well you know we recently celebrate our 10th anniversary with kind way and oh, good what included in that is there are 156 men and women Who have been released from prison in the Mm. last 10 years that have gone through our program, who are successful. Of all of those 156 people in the last 10 years, if they have stayed connected with Kindway, we have had one person return to prison. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we discussed, I think earlier, Peggy, we discussed, you know, the national recidivism rate is 50 percent. And it's 32 percent. In Ohio. And so of the last 10 years out of our pool of 156 men and women, only one has returned to prison. Mm, That's amazing. But the faces, I see the faces of those people. I see the faces at that reunion Mm -hmm. that we celebrated. And Shirley and I had a discussion this morning about it's so important that when we see those people, when we start, when we start the classes before they know us, you know, they, they come in very unsure about why would these women come in they don't know us mm-hmm. and they start to realize that they that we are that we love them that we mm-hmm. that they're God's children and we're there because God sent us here and so as we see those women at the beginning i always tell the women that they graduate after that after that program of a year we see the difference. We see their emotional difference. We see all of these changes. But what's very interesting is that we see their physical change. Mm-hmm. They look like a new creation, and it is amazing to hmm. see that. And when we Shirley and I both attended the the anniversary, the tenth anniversary reunion, and there was a young man that had been released from prison a few months prior to the to the um, reunion and he had served he had served 33 years and when he saw me i had been the warden before i retired mm, amazing so when he saw me he came and hugged me and just began to weep mm. and he said i can't believe that i'm free mm. and some of the things that he shares were were stories about the things that just normal everyday god moments that he gets to have now mm-hmm. he said I love getting stuck in traffic. <laughs> he said, I never thought I'd be in traffic in my life. So, he'd be by himself in the cell. Yeah. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. driving in a car. He said, I never, he came to prison when he was 16. And so to look at a man and the transformation and this man was just tremendous. So, mm-hmm. and I got to witness a lot of that. Um, when I first met him, I was a deputy there. But as I became the warden there, I saw this man transform into a real a real child of God. Mm-hmm. I I've been wondering, Maggie,
1: um, you know, what drew you and we don't want to get off on too much of a rabbit trail here, but what drew you to the Department of Corrections in the beginning? Because it must have been I, I'm I'm guessing a sense that I can make a difference uh in in if someone has to be in prison maybe I can make a difference and make that a place that's that's not a hellhole, for a right, lack of another term. Right. Um, I, God, God has to have been working in you for many, many years.
2: <laughs> well, to be quite honest, when I first went there, it was just by chance. Really? And... I thought not, not in God's plan. <laughs> well, it wasn't his plan, but I didn't know it. Yes, right. And so when I went there, I thought, oh, I'm probably not going to stay here. This is a little bit different than what I thought. But then I began to see women and hear stories and see the need. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that God really called me there. It changed my life. It changed right. my family's life. It made me a better mother. It mm-hmm. made me a better friend. It taught me how to give to people. It taught me how to love people unconditionally. And so, once it, it once I was there, I knew that's where I belonged. Sure. It's hard to say I belonged in prison, but mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. that's where I that's where I grew up. That's where I grew up in my faith mm-hmm. because I saw the impact and the transformation that these men and women were going through in their lives, and it made me very grateful. For the mm-hmm. life that i had sure sure wow so um whatever god calls us
1: into he prepares us mm. for we begin to see how that is true um but i want to re reintroduce our guests to uh if you've just joined our program we've got two phenomenal guests Maggie Beetler, who actually was a former deputy warden at the Ohio Reformatory for Women and also a warden, the warden at Marion Correctional Institute. She spent 30 years in corrections. Uh, along with her is uh, Shirley France, uh, who's also been a guest on our program before with her book, Soul Provider, S-O-U-L, <laughs> The Story of God's Abiding Presence. And they're both involved in this beautiful program named Kind Way. Which restores hope for the incarcerated. Uh, one of the things I think you mentioned earlier, uh, is a kind of a, I guess, a tagline you have, investing in those who are incarcerated. So we, you are pouring into these people, uh, in so many ways through this beautiful program that starts a year before They are released and then provides navigators for them for the first year so they can really integrate again into society. So uh, we're talking about some wonderful stories of how this has impacted you both personally, uh, as well as uh, some of the prisoners and 156 graduates of your program uh, in the last 10 years. And only one has gone back into prison, which is a phenomenal uh, rate, and of course that 's not the the primary measure. The primary measure is that they have all developed a relationship with christ they 're in faith communities they have they have reforming families. Uh, back into a society as giving productive people which is just such a blessing so um so are you thinking surely of some stories here we've heard a couple stories from maggie
0: (laughs) absolutely i remember i remember the first class when i came in to teach getting it right and we were paired with an incarcerated woman woman who became our co-facilitator and this woman's name was alice Hmm. and i didn't know anybody in this class and uh Alice says, you're with me. I said, okay, that sounds good. And I found out that Alice was serving a life sentence. Wow. And yet she was volunteering to help people prepare for a successful release. Mm. And Alice and I were in our small group because we do large group, then we go to small group. And that's where the real intimacy about being authentic and the real work happens, the relationship with the real work. And I remember this uh, question in in the book called Getting It Right which is a really about a cognitive behavioral therapy approach to evidence-based learning, um, the question was, so what influences did you have to inspire in criminal thinking that led you to criminal behavior? And this one woman in our small group, she's, she got real offended and she said, well... I You certainly can't call me a criminal. I don't think I'm i I'm not like on uh, The Sopranos or The Godfather. I am not one of those people. And Alice just got really serious and she goes, excuse me, please look at your name tag and look at the name tag of Shirley France. They are not the same. You are a criminal. You are incarcerated. She is not. And the woman said, oh, you're right. Okay. So then, then we started to move forward because... They have to accept reality mm-hmm. and they have to accept in this program the responsibility for their behavior. Sure. That, that's really, really important.
1: And, and Alice could could call them to uh, <laughs> the truth of the matter. Yeah. She's accepted who she is. uh incarcerated for life yep isn't that amazing though that how god's worked through her and she wants to pour out and and give as much as she possibly can that's beautiful
0: and alice has served since the beginning all 10 seasons as Uh a facilitator and she has a great influence and uh one special thing about alice's is that my mentor from the benedictine oblate community Came and visited Alice, and Alice went through oblation herself. She is the Mm -hmm. only incarcerated woman at the Ohio Reformatory for Women, who is a Benedictine oblate and is officially part of our community in Ferdinand, oh Indiana. Isn't that, does she write in the
1: uh, Catholic Times?
0: She doesn't write in the Catholic Times, but she does write for a publication out of the Erie Benedictine Monastery in Occasion, mm-hmm. uh, Monks in the Mist.
1: There is a woman who's incarcerated who, who writes in the Catholic Times sometimes, and I was wondering if that was yeah. Alice. Uh-huh. Wasn't it amazing how God uses... Who we are and 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 where we are and can still work so powerfully um, wherever people uh, are, whether incarcerated or not. It's just such an amazing story.
0: Well, and the thinking that we take for granted is not the thinking that many of these women have when they come into the program. Mm-hmm. An example: there was a we were in small group and we were talking about the correct response. How do we know we can have the correct thinking to make the right response? And this woman said that she had a very disabled child the child was being ridiculed a lot by the neighborhood people, and she was just tired of it. This, this child was very severely handicapped, and she was tired of it. And a woman came up and made fun of her child again, and so she beat her up. Mm. And she became incarcerated. I guess she beat her up very badly. And so that's so, an example of criminal thinking. Well, that, right. So I said, what else could you have done? Get this. And this woman says, well, there's absolutely nothing else I could have done. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what an opportunity. Let's step back. Let's rethink this What could you have done differently? You know, and the women start to chime in. They come up with the answers. Mm -hmm. We don't give the answers. Mm -hmm. They come up with alternative responses. And that's how the program works. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Amazing.
1: What about, I think you've, you told me or mentioned a story a little earlier about, uh, I know your goal is to get people into real productive jobs. And you've had some great success there as well. Um, You were mentioning a lady earlier. Uh, could you tell any stories of of how people have integrated back into the workforce? Maybe
0: Madeline would be a good.
2: Well, Madeline um, is a wonderful Christian woman that was recently um, released from prison that I actually personally knew when I worked there. So Hmm. she served over 30 years. And so we got to witness her going through the program and, um, and being released, mm-hmm. and she attended the reunion. But she's a cosmetologist, and mm. you know Shirley is a cosmetologist, yes. <laughs> and she Shirley helped her to get all of the equipment that she needed. Um, and she's now she's going and doing hair, and is very successful. And. Uh, she appreciates every single moment. I mean, she talks about, mm. she, she, in the last week, she's called both of us just as if we're <laughs> part of her family now because yeah. she was incarcerated for so long that she we are her family. Sure, isn't that amazing? And so she, what a wonderful, we have had both have wonderful conversations with mm-hmm. her about mm-hmm. cleaning and just about enjoying everything that is in front of her, sure. that she doesn't take anything for granted anymore, yeah. that she recognizes God's, every creation that mm-hmm. God has put in front of her.
1: Wow. We've only really got about two minutes left. Would each of you just like to briefly say what has impacted, how has God worked with you, maybe the most individually, uh, and and impacted you because of this work? Mm, mm. We only got a few seconds, mm. but if, if there's anything you'd like to share, oh, we also want to talk about kindware. Mm. So uh, just just real quickly, what okay. would you say? Maybe even a word or a phrase. Oh, about kindware? Uh, no, about we'll do with kindware about you. Got it. And how oh, God's impacted you? God
0: has impacted me to see people beyond their labels.
2: Okay. To see people Powerful. as
0: they really are beyond their labels.
2: Yeah. And I think he's impacted me to do lovingly things for people mm-hmm. that, that that's what I'm called to do, just to love them where they are. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we
1: want to give the website again, kindway.org. You mm-hmm. can communicate with them. You can volunteer. You can provide resources. And one of the things that supports your work is... Is this beautiful kindware, which I'm holding up a a, a gorgeous uh, rosary bowl, or you can use it for other things. It's got a magnet on the bottom, so it even keeps your paper
2: clips in there. Handmade. Tell us about this, just real briefly, Maggie. Um, kindware is. It- is a very unique enterprise. It's uh, made of polymer clay, and the men and women both participate. The women mostly in making jewelry. And yes, we... and I've got on your bracelet. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. And you each have on one. We matching do. our
1: outfits today. Absolutely. You can have a whole collection. Well, that's absolutely. all the time we have, but please visit kindway.org and learn more about this beautiful ministry. You've all been listening to the Family Sanctuary on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and I'm Peggy Hartshorn, your host. Our archives are at stgabrielradio.com, and we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. The Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends.
0: Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn, are available at Saint